Hey listeners, and welcome back to the Yours Chuli podcast. You are tuning into episode 108, where I'm so excited to introduce my guest to you and share the incredible conversation that we had a couple of weeks ago that I already know you will find so very helpful when it comes to emotional eating, normalizing that, and all of the things that play into our relationship with food. So before we get there, before I introduce my guest, I have to say, (laughs) disclaimer, like I offered last week with episode 107, if you hear a power tool in the background, the combination of a hammer and a very loud buzzing sound, my neighbors, as they were last week, are also doing another home improvement project. Maybe I need to take a, a podcast recording schedule to them and ask them what their schedule is so we can coordinate and get on the same page so uh, I can have a, a calm and quiet space. But we're just gonna make it work today. Hope you don't mind. But before we dive into our podcast here, as I shared with you last week, this episode is brought to you by my new online course called the Intuitive Eating Discovery Course. So if you've ever wondered how to get started with intuitive eating, what makes it different from dieting, how to break up with your dieting tools like the scale, food tracking devices, how to reconnect to your body's cues around food, begin challenging the voice of your inner food police, all of these things, then this course is going to be for you. So the course contains a variety of resources that will help you learn how to take your first steps towards having a confident and a free relationship with food. The goodies that are included in this course are eight audio modules filled with research, real life anecdotes, guided meditations, and exercises to help you learn more about intuitive eating and begin the process of making peace with food and reconnecting to your body's cues. You also get 45 plus pages of downloadable PDF worksheets that follow each audio lesson. These worksheets contain key takeaways, journal prompts, and activities to help you set realistic goals after each and every module. You'll also snag lifelong access to a private Facebook community exclusively for course participants, where you can ask questions, tune in to weekly live Q&A sessions, and receive group support from myself and others navigating this journey. And for the bonus content of this course, there is a 20-minute mindful eating module complete with a guided mindful eating experience, a 45-minute Q&A on body image with licensed professional counselor and body image coach Brianna Campos, who you can find here on episode 84 of the podcast. She is a wonderful resource, and you're going to get an additional resources guide to help you learn even more about intuitive eating from many of the other incredible practitioners and activists out there. And there's more bonus content, but we'll stop the description there. So if you want to learn more about this course and claim your spot today, you can visit clairetuning.com course. That's clairetuning.com course. 
And like I mentioned last week, as a thank you for being a listener of the podcast, I am gifting you a discount. So you can enter the code podcast at checkout for 10% off your enrollment investment. That's clairetuning.com slash course and enter the code podcast at checkout for 10% off of your intuitive eating discovery course. And I hope to see you there very soon on the participant list in our exclusive of Facebook community. So excited to hopefully welcome you there soon. So now before I intro our amazing guest, we gotta pause for a second for our yours truly goal slayer post of the week. So this post, let me get to it on the right tab. This post comes from a goal slaying member who writes food freedom win. My fiance asked me if I wanted pizza for dinner tonight. And in the past, I would have denied the offer since it was, quote, too many calories, and I thought it would lead to a binge. But with intuitive eating and practicing this journey, no foods are off limits. I'm able to say yes and actually look forward to it. And then she has the celebrate emoji, the happy face, and of course, the pizza emoji. So a big shout out and a thank you to this goal slayer for sharing a recent win. Also, whenever I read this, it makes me want pizza. (laughs) So thank you, goal slayer, for making me crave pizza at 1030 in the morning when I am recording this. But if you are listening to this segment of the podcast and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to be in a community surrounded by, you know, content like this, people sharing these types of wins, people asking questions around and intuitive eating and you just want to be in a corner of the internet where no diet talk is allowed, we don't condone any of it, then please come and join us here in our free private community. If you want to join us, all that you have to do is fill out a brief application so you can learn the community guidelines, you know, the ground rules that we all follow, and I can learn a little bit more about you as you are entering into our space. So you can find that application at clairetuning.com slash community. Again, free Facebook community. Apply at clairetuning.com slash community and hope to see you there very soon as well. But today on the podcast, I am sharing with you a conversation that I had a couple of weeks ago with my longtime friend and colleague, Kelsey Flanagan. So a little bit about Kelsey, I'll read you her bio here, and then I'll tease a little bit of what we cover in our conversation and what you are in for here today. So Kelsey Flanagan is an ex-dieter, stressed out woman using food and exercise as her drug turned life coach, helping women end the war with food, make peace with their bodies so they can live a thriving life. She is the founder of Alive to Thrive. Her mission is simple, stop dieting, start living. She has an obsession with helping women cultivate a loving relationship with yourself so you can feel confident in who you are. She believes in order to get unstuck and feel like your true self, you need to get to the root and heal the thing and heal the thing before the thing. No band-aids on bullet wounds fly with her. Throwing more information at a person isn't her jam, and that's why she built an exclusive one-on-one coaching program. So together, in a safe space together, you can find or you can explore rather what is holding you back from getting where you want to be in life. 
So again, as I said a couple of moments ago, Kelsey and I are longtime friends. I think uh, we connected for the first time maybe about three-ish years ago. I think you'll kind of hear us hash that out in the beginning of the recording here, but we met in person a couple of Januarys ago in New York City. It was freezing. We were there for a business mentoring retreat, and thankfully we have kept in touch ever since. So our episode here today, you're in for a treat because we are actually talking about something that I get a ton of questions around, which is the topic of emotional eating. But it's not the conversation around quote unquote emotional eating that you might be used to. We are not entering into this conversation with shame, with judgment. We are not blaming anyone for relying on food in emotionally charged situations because as you will hear us talk about, that is part of a normal human experience. So in this episode, we talk about normalizing the concept of emotional eating, talking about why it happens, again, why that is normal, why we do not need to be beating ourselves up over it. And we also talk about As she says here, and this is a quote from her, how we can feel into the experience of emotional eating and view it as a gift to deepen our relationships with ourselves and use it as a gateway to freedom, peace, and love. So if that sounds at all interesting to you, again, buckle up, get ready for this conversation. Kelsey has so much energy. She makes me smile. She makes me laugh every time I speak with her. So Kelsey, if you are listening, thank you so much for volunteering some of your time and your expertise here with us on the Yours Truly podcast. And for you, listener, without further ado, here is my conversation with Kelsey Flanagan. Kelsey Flanagan, how are you? I am so good, Claire. I'm so grateful to be here today. Well, I'm grateful to be here with you. Uh, For everyone listening, Kelsey is actually, this is her second time appearance on the podcast. First time was a long while ago. I didn't even, (laughs) I did not even look up the episode number or the month. It was a while ago, Um, but I'm really happy to be connecting for the second time here. And before we hit record, just for all of our listeners, I told you, Kelsey, I was like, when I woke up this morning and saw you on my calendar, it was like, oh, this is going to be a great conversation. I know Kelsey, (laughs) this is going to be great. So thanks for being here. Um, But before we dive into what we are here to talk about, let's play a little this or that. Are you ready? I'm so ready. I've been looking forward to this. When you said this is happening, I'm like, yes, I can't wait. You're like, what the heck is she going to ask? <laughs> I tried to get creative with today's questions. I, tried I to- literally yeah. had like, did not think that it was not going to be creative. <laughs> like that is your superpower. So let's do this. I really try to not repeat too many questions because I don't want it to get boring. So first one, and this is very important. I will have, you know, um, okay. French fries or tater tots, tater tots. That was fast. You didn't even hesitate. No. (laughs) (laughs) I talked all the way. All the Um, way. Second one, would you rather go berry picking or to a pumpkin patch? Berry picking. Okay. Is there, do you like summer better than fall? Do you like eating what you pick? Like what's the... The thing there is I'm from Texas. And so like our pumpkin patches are really lame. So if I lived where you lived, I feel like pumpkin patches might be more exhilarating. So our berry patches and our berry fields are much more like 
Amazing. And my grandmother made like the best dewberry pie with the berries that we used to pick. And so that's like a little fun, comforting wow. experience. Yeah. Did you just say dewberry as in like dew that falls on the grass? <laughs> like what the heck is a dewberry? You don't know what a dewberry is? Oh, what is a dewberry? So a dewberry is like a, it's like a, it's like a blackberry. It tastes like a blackberry and a raspberry together, and it's a dewberry, D-E-W, berry. And it's, like, okay. so good. It's, it's purple. It's, like, rich and juicy. Okay, so, like, you're teaching me something before we <laughs> even get into our topic. Just so all of our listeners know, I feel like this is very important now. Yeah. To the naked eye, like, would you be able to tell the difference between a blackberry and a dewberry? Like, is there a size mm. difference, or do they look similar? smaller. Dewberries are going to be smaller. They're like okay. the size of like, almost like your thumbnail a little bit. They're pretty small. Okay. And yeah, blackberries are usually a little bit bigger. So they're like a little bit under a raspberry. we got all the berries going on. Wow. This is a very <laughs> exciting conversation. Um, of course you did. <laughs> couldn't help myself. Couldn't help. Well, uh, thank you for teaching me about the, the berry that I had no idea existed. Maybe I'll have to come visit you and get a slice of that pie. The dewberry pie. <laughs> I love it. Well, next one, uh, living in the city or living in the country? What do you prefer? Country, 100,000%. Okay. Where you are in Texas, that's like a little bit more rural. Like you're not in like Dallas, Austin, Houston, anything like that. Mm -mm. I'm 30 miles south of Austin. So I'm in like a smaller town. I say smaller, it's a hundred thousand people, but it's small and like rural and we have rivers and it's no high rises. Okay. So hardly any cement. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Very different from where I am. It's like you walk out and it's like cement. And Monuments. <laughs> <laughs> Monuments. Yes, for sure. <laughs> um, final two. So this one, and I'm hoping maybe I should ask, are you a coffee person at all? No. Oh, darn. Okay. Well, you could still get other beverages at these places. So yeah. Starbucks or local like coffee tea shop, which would you rather go to? Definitely local coffee tea shop. We have an amazing one here in town and it's like divine. I wish I drank coffee because it looks so amazing, but I do the hot tea and it's like okay. a whole experience. Wow. It's not just a cup of tea. It's a whole experience. I love so, <laughs> I'm all about the experiences. Obviously there's everything with an experience here. <laughs> But, okay, final one. And this, I did not plan this. This actually has something to do with fruit and berries again. Not planned. Um, but when it comes to jellies, strawberry or grape? Strawberry. Same. Strawberry. Yeah. Same. Like Peanut I know. Butter, jelly, strawberry. Yeah. I know grape is classic, but mm, to be honest, like what is, like why would you choose grape when there is strawberry or raspberry? You know, personal opinion. I do not mean to throw shade on the grape jelly lovers of the podcast, but um, <laughs> very important question. So now that we know a little bit more about you and the dewberries and the love for tater tots and living in the country, um, <laughs> I'd love for you to tell our listeners who don't know you, who aren't familiar with you, who maybe didn't listen to your first episode a while ago, um, just a little bit about who you are and and what it is that you do. Yeah, I love this. Well, first, that game is like amazing. And I did not realize how opinionated and quick I am either. <laughs> like, that's really good. <laughs> I know what I like. I know the girl knows what she likes. Um, well, yes, like Claire said, I'm Kelsey Flanagan. I live here in Texas. I am an online life coach. And I got into this journey really through so many different avenues. But personally, 
through my own journey. And I was the girl that I chased all the things of what I thought I should be, of what I thought I should look like, of what I thought I should be doing at a certain age. And I really, truly tried extremely hard to fix and change my exterior to feel internally different. Um, And I was trying to be fit. I was trying to chase what I thought would finally make me feel worthy, uh, thinking what my body should be looking like. And I lost myself in all of that. And I was overwhelmed. I was stressed out to the point where I was trying to live up to society standards of body image, of buying into the expectations of what I thought I had to look like or be like or say to be loved, to be liked, and to be accepted. Meanwhile, throughout all of that, my body was screaming so many, so many things to me. And personally for me, what I experienced is Anna Maria. And what that is, is I didn't have a cycle for four and a half years. My body got to a point where I couldn't turn away from what it was telling me. And all I kept doing was pushing forward. Like I was the doer. I don't know if you're a listener here, but you're a doer, you're an achiever, you're a go-getter, you hardly sit down. And I can remember my pivotal moment was when I looked at myself in the mirror, I finally changed what I wanted to change in my body. I finally had that image that I just so badly saw and I finally got it. And in that moment, I realized that nothing had changed in the way that I felt except everything externally. And right then I knew that there's so many women doing the exact same thing as me, right? They're chasing that next thing. They're like, well, what if I get this? What if I look like this? Or what if I do this? Or what if I have this much money? Or whatever is wrapped up in where our worth is. And right then I knew that I need to create my own rules and stop living by the shoulds. And that's when I turned and I said, I have to go, I've got to help the women that are living their life feeling unworthy, feeling overwhelmed, constantly feeling less than due to all of the unrealistic expectations that we either set on ourselves or we, or we have stolen from diet culture or stolen from um, society in general. And so I help women create and cultivate a loving, much more peaceful relationship, not only with food, but also with themselves. So they can start to create those own rules for their life and truly thrive in their mind and body and their life. Because um, I believe that like we all deserve to thrive in, and we deserve that. But for so long, we're just like wrapped up in doing what she's doing or doing what we think we should do or living by somebody else's rules. And we're putting ourselves on the back burner. And eventually it catches up in some way or another whatever that is for you. And for me, that was just my, that was just my cycle. That was my period. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful for it because it led me to do this work today. Um, but I don't wish that upon anyone. And so that's why I do what I do. Um, yeah. And it's, it's a blessing. It's also the deep work, which is what I really love. Yeah. Kelsey Flanagan, uh, ditcher of shoulds. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) And literally. I'm really hoping that so many people who are listening can maybe resonate with your story and maybe see a version of themselves in that where it's like, wow, there was one point in my life, or maybe some individuals are living this now where it's like I was chasing this external maybe look or the rule or the diet Mm. or the what the influencer was doing, right? And maybe at some point it did quote work whatever that means. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe I looked a certain way. Maybe I followed the plans. I took the supplements, but the working didn't necessarily feel 
how I thought it would feel. Right. Yeah. It's like I got here and something doesn't feel right, or I'm still not happy, or I'm still um, maybe binging, or I'm still not feeling comfortable in my body. I still don't have my cycle, right, as you were just saying. Mm -hmm. So it kind of sounds like in your story, it was uncomfortable. And like you said, you wouldn't wish it upon anyone, but it was kind of this moment where you're like, wow, this has led me in a way to doing what I do now. Um, yeah. And I feel so grateful. What have, have we known each other three years now? A, a while, two, two like 2017, 2017 in January, 2017 is when we connected, I think. It's been a minute, but it's been, been a minute. so wonderful for me to see as like a, a friend and colleague. I feel like we all kind of watch each other grow and our messages evolve. Like I've heard your story a couple times now and to hear it now and how it's, you know, actually taken you to what you're doing and the approach that you're taking now and how you're helping mm -hmm. people. It's fun for me to see from a selfish perspective as well. Um, but one thing that I know we talked about in some of our DMs and our emails leading up to this conversation when we were like, what are we going to focus on? What <laughs> topic are we going to bring? Um, you mentioned to me that something you are passionate about talking about and normalizing as well is this concept of emotional eating. <laughs> da, mm. da, da. Like I know maybe some <laughs> of my listeners, like they hear emotional eating. It's like this sinking feeling in my gut where it's like, oof, that's mm. bad. Or oof, I quote, shouldn't do that. Right. But again, I said, you're passionate about talking about it and normalizing it. So as we kind of get into this topic, I would love for you just to share kind of your thoughts, your two cents on emotional eating, why it happens, et cetera. And then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, man, this is one of my favorite topics to not only normalize, but also to maybe surprise yourself and tell you and share with you and offer this, just this exactly like Claire said, like when we hear this, we sometimes clinch up and we're like, Oh God, emotional eating. I've been struggling with that for years or whatever that may be for you. I also want to offer that this is this could be a great gift and one of the one of your biggest blessings to look and learn more about yourself. I think emotional eating is incredibly normal. I know me and Claire talked about this like we're humans. We have needs and eating is emotional and we have emotional needs. So all of it makes sense that we use food for comfort, we use food to distract, to numb, to to even feel something. I know for me that that's what I that's what, that's how I felt in my body. I found food to give me some sort of feeling or some sort of control. And there's nothing wrong with that. It like, it helped me survive. I'm so incredibly grateful for it. Then I didn't see that, but now looking back, I can know that it's a gift. And we often are run by something always outside of ourselves and emotional eating is some is maybe that thing for you. And so one thing that first always know that you're not alone. It's incredibly normal. It's not bad, but we can get into some troublesome when it's our only outlet for coping, when it's mm -hmm. our only outlet to feel, when it's our only outlet to experience a sense of even enjoyment or fulfillment in our life. Because at the end of the day, sometimes we realize that maybe this emotional eating pattern is not serving us and you get to shift that. Yeah. And there's a powerful, there's a powerful, we can go into this is like, I think what are the truths around emotional eating, like three things that we get to experience with emotional eating or the things that we can shift is our relationship to pain, 
like how we feel when we are experiencing something that doesn't feel good. What needs my attention? And then we could also go into what in my life is out of alignment? What in my life needs more attention? What in my life needs love? What in my life needs uh, shifting? And I think those three questions and those three places that we can start is that's how we get to shift the emotional eating. It doesn't have to be like, okay, stop emotional eating, stop doing that. Like that's not going to work. We have to get to the core and the, the true need that we are getting met through emotional eating. Yeah. You, uh, you have me on the edge of my seat. I'm like, ooh, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> but a couple themes that I'm hearing in your answers that I just want to reiterate and echo so everyone who is listening can really hear this and take this message home. But A, I'm hearing this sense of just like getting curious, right? A couple of moments ago, yeah. you were like, we don't have to respond to this by saying, oh, I've done a bad thing, shut it down. I should stop doing this. This is awful, right? Something I always tell my clients is when we go into that shame spiral, we squash our ability to learn from whatever is mm -hmm. going on because all we can feel or and all we can think is I'm bad. I've done a bad thing, right? Shame, guilt, shame, guilt. I've done, I'm bad. I've done a bad thing. And that really doesn't leave any space for us to ask why or kind of get to that root like you were mentioning. The other theme that I'm hearing from you is this feeling of gratitude in a way. And I'm wondering if some of the people who are listening might be hearing you say, be grateful that you do this. And they might be at a place in their journey where they're like, what the heck does she mean? Be grateful for this mm -hmm. thing that I don't like, that makes me uncomfortable. But something that you said a couple of moments ago, you said, one of the reasons why I'm grateful for this is because in a way it protected me and it's got me to where I am today. I think every behavior that we have serves a purpose. And for many of us, eating or feeling soothed or comforted by food is one of the things that we learn very early on in life before we can speak, before we can ask for help. So when we still do this as adults, it's not a bad thing. It's that learned behavior that has, to a certain extent, kept us safe up until this point, And we can be grateful for that. And at the same time, and I love where you went with this, you're like, and it doesn't have to be the only thing that we rely on moving forward. So I think that mm -hmm. takes us really beautifully to kind of those three categories, if you will, um, of what was it experiencing pain differently, um, asking what do I need right now? What's my unmet need? And there was one more. So if you wouldn't mind, would you go a little bit deeper into each one of those? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I also, yes, I want to shadow that and reflect that too, of like the, like strapping on your curiosity hat with everything that we're doing can like, like Claire said, it can relieve so much of that judgment and actually get to the lesson. So throughout even this episode, when you're hearing whatever conversation we're having around this, it's just like getting curious of how do I see myself here? We're getting curious on, oh, she's mentioning this. I wonder what this is teaching me or I, how can you take these things and just get curious on one thing? That's where I want to start too. Um, so those three things. First, our relationship to pain, our relationship to things that are uncomfortable, our relationship to things that stress, our relationship to things that we don't like to feel right? We're so, we are so disconnected from wanting to feel something quote unquote bad or something that feels scary or something that feels overwhelming. But the truth is that in order to get through these things, in order to shift our relationship to pain, we have to feel it. And you might be sitting here thinking like, I can't, I don't feel anything in my body. 
I didn't either. All I felt in my body was anxiety and obsessive thoughts about food and body. Like that's all I felt. And when someone wanted to say to me, like, hey, just feel into your body and feel like where that stress is, feel the uncomfortableness, feel the pain that you're feeling, feel the sadness. You don't have to eat towards it, right? There can be other ways to get through. And that's when it all shifted because we all are humans. You, me, Claire, we're all humans and we all are experiencing a human experience. But what we get to choose is how are we going to respond to what we experience? Sure, we can use food, 100,000%. But sometimes, is that always a thing that actually makes you experience the feeling in a way that you want to? So that's where I always like to start is like, how can you feel more? How can you maybe just in this moment, just take a deep breath, just like feel into your body and be like, what am I feeling today? And that, that's a transition into the second point is what needs my attention? What needs my attention? Where's the stress coming from? Who, like what in my body needs my attention? How can I take notice and name that I'm feeling sad? What are other ways that bring me comfort? How can I feel peace into my body? What am I truly craving in this moment? These are all great questions just to just sit and ponder and get curious about on things that you notice for yourself. Because we, if we're living by somebody else's rules and somebody else's things, stories that are playing, oh, don't feel sad. You'll be fine. Get up. Keep going. Don't stop. Keep hustling. Oh, get, just get over it. It's not that big of a deal. But if we live by that and we start suppressing and then we start going home and just emotional eating because we feel a certain way, we get to acknowledge that we're feeling pain. Acknowledgement and acceptance is the pathway through transformation, through healing. It's a way, it's a gateway to get there. But if we're ignoring what we're feeling, then we're never going to actually feel it. And so that's first and foremost, like looking at the pain. And then we get to ask that question. We get to access. Once we have awareness of where we are, we get to access what would feel good for me. What do I need in this moment? What is my body craving? Oh, I'm, I'm feeling tired today great. Do I want to feel energized or do I want to honor that I feel tired? What, what I, I feel sad. Amazing. Feel sad. How can you sit in that sadness and just feel it out and write it out? I always say we have to ride the waves of emotions as much as they're uncomfortable. We get to ride them because we have to go through them to heal them. So if I'm feeling sad today, if I'm walking in, I'm checking in with my body and I'm like, Ooh, like in this moment, I was feeling like when I woke up this morning, I'm like, oh, I'm excited. And I'm also a little anxious today. And they can both be here. But I can, I can honor them both. And I get to say like, okay, how can I hone in on the excitement? And how can I honor my anxiousness? Do I need to go work out? Hell no. Can I cuss on here? Yeah, sure. <laughs> and then, yeah. Or, or do I need to like go walk? I want a nice walk versus revving up my anxiousness and distracting by going to the gym. And then this is my favorite piece, you guys, right here. What in my life is out of alignment? And you might be thinking, what the heck does that mean? So what in your life are you always saying yes to? And that's meaning you're saying no to yourself. So often emotional eating, the core of what we're actually getting to, it's like, we're not checking in with yourself. You're out of alignment, maybe because you're people pleasing or you're, you're going out of the way and saying yes to everyone else and you're not taking time for you. You're out of alignment because you're working your butt off and you're not taking that time for yourself. You're out of alignment because you have people around you that are talking about dieting and talking about body image and they're not actually helping you support yourself. Like where in your life 
do you get to have those hard conversations and come back to what you truly want? That's, that's most challenging piece because we have to look at those hard conversations and those uncomfortable things. But that is where we can truly break through and thrive is when we can get into alignment of what feels good for you again. Because the emotional eating is just a byproduct of us usually not caring for our needs. And that can come in so many different forms, right? Maybe it's our relationship. Maybe it's our family dynamic. Maybe it's my workspace. Maybe it's my friendships. Maybe it's whatever it may be. My routines, my, what I'm putting into my body, how I'm nourishing my mind, body, and soul. And then we can come back to what we really need. Ooh, there are so many layers, right? <laughs> uh, I'm listening to you, you know, say all of these things. And these are kind of common themes and topics that I cover with my clients as well. And we've touched on here and there in the podcast. But I'm maybe guessing that people who are listening, if this is the first time they've ever heard of quote, emotional eating being talked about this way, they're probably a little surprised and taken aback. Like, whoa, there's a lot going on here. It's not just, I quote, have no willpower or I quote, am out of control around food. And I think something that I see happening all the time, and I would love your thought and your input on this, but I think the world that we live in, call it diet culture, call it society, call it whatever you want. I think we're so quick to point the finger of blame at the individual when it comes to a food behavior. Like, oh, you eat X food in a way that feels chaotic past this certain time of the evening. Ooh, you have no willpower. Something's wrong with you. Um, you're not obeying your diet rules well enough. And I think this is kind of that breeding ground for just pushing those thoughts and pushing those feelings down even farther because then we get like this shame cake going it's like okay i didn't obey the rules then i did this thing that someone told me that you know was bad and that i was the problem and it just becomes this whole mess of blame and shame and it kind of makes the conversation that you were just having feel kind of inaccessible and we're pointing the finger and saying i've done something wrong this is my fault I'm failing. Like, what do you think about that? Do you agree with that? 100,000% that you may feel that you're broken. You may feel that you are a failure or it's your fault. And listen, sister, it is not your fault. It's not your fault that we're blame that you're getting the blame for not having quote unquote, the willpower or having the quote unquote control. For anyone that has ever told you that you need to control diet or hate yourself, basically, to healing emotional eating, I'm sorry, but that's, that's backwards. It's a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. Mm -hmm. You're talking about an emotional need. Humans, and most likely what I see with my clients is when we're emotional eating, we're seeking safety. We're seeking comfort. And that's literally one of our needs, food, water, safety, uh -huh. right? There's so much in there, just pure survival to feel good. And right now in this world, in context in 2020, mm. what are we not feeling? I don't know about you, but this doesn't feel safe. <laughs> like in so many ways, there's so much safety. There's so much uncertainty. So what makes sense? You make sense. All of it makes sense that we are, we are going here, but I promise you that willpowering your way and controlling your way is not the way to healing. We have to do that 180 turn if this is something that you're struggling with. And I think that's a conversation that like 
diets love to tell you is you're not strong enough. It's your fault. Try harder. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, like I said earlier, but your body and your mind is, is not in a space that is actually feeling really good. Like I said, my body was screaming at me. Maybe your mind, maybe you're just driving yourself nuts and you're not even truly happy. Let's look at that. Look at what is speaking to you. Your body has so much freaking wisdom, so much wisdom and telling you, are you on the right path? And emotional eating, like I said earlier, is that gift for us to just look internally and say these three, three questions. What am I truly hungry for? What am I really craving? And what do I desire most in this moment? And you get to choose. You don't have to outsource your power for someone to tell you that you need to eat X, Y, and Z. And that's going to fix your emotional eating. That's going to fix your binging. That's going to fix everything in your life. That's the promise. It's not the truth. You get to decide what feels good for you in any given moment. I, um, I love the way that you phrased that of like, you don't have to outsource your power. I've never heard anyone yeah. phrase it that way but what a cool way to phrase it. Um, something else that's coming to my mind, and this can maybe be one of the questions that we're inserting here as we look to wrap up and tell people where they can find you, but something that I am wondering is maybe someone is listening to this saying, okay, three things that I can ask myself, right? Um, what do I need? Um, how am I experiencing pain? Remind me what the last one was again. Uh, what in my life is out of alignment? Ah, that was your favorite one. How could I forget? What in my life is out of alignment? <laughs> I'm wondering if someone is maybe writing these down, they're taking notes and they're like, okay, Kelsey, awesome questions, but I feel like I can't answer one, two, or all three of these. Maybe, you know, they're starting to draw awareness and they're starting to ask, kind of put that curiosity hat on that you mentioned, but maybe the answers are like big question marks right now. It's like, I have no idea <laughs> what is going on. I don't know what my unmet needs are. I don't know what is out of alignment. So I really want to try to make this episode as tactical as possible, even more tactical than we've already made it. So what might you say to someone who is listening? They're normalizing this behavior. They have these questions, but they don't really have answers to them quite yet. Where can someone like that start? What can they do? What is just maybe some advice you might offer there? Yeah, such a good, such a good question. And if this is you, guess what? If nothing's coming on the page, I, I had nothing on the page for a long time either. And it's totally normal because this is a thing that I can ask my clients every single day. I can ask them, what do you need? What do you want? They're like, huh? What do you mean? Dear in headlight. I've never, <laughs> yeah, I've never asked myself that. I ask everyone else in my life, but I never turn to me. And that's, that's where we just get to explore. So there's no shame. We don't have to judge that you don't know. It's okay. Just explore and experiment. Try something on. So first question, what, like I would say, start, start here. I think this would be a good spot mm -hmm. is asking yourself, what am I truly hungry for? And explore that. I think that's a thing that we can like wrap our head around because in those moments when we're sitting and we're maybe about to emotional eat or we're about to do that thing that we know we don't really want to do, it's like, just check, just pause. There's so much magic in a pause. So much of our life is living on autopilot and it's living by all the other rules, all the other things that we should be doing, but we never tune into us. 
And so you might be feeling that you don't know the answer, but I would even challenge that we don't know the answer because we haven't tuned in much. So start just tuning in and asking yourself, you know, what do I need right now? Just breathing. Oh, man, I think I really need a walk. I think I need maybe to call somebody. I think I actually really, I, I want some pizza. Like I want that. Great. What would feel good for you now and later? Just check in. You know the answer. Your body has, has the answers. Even if you don't feel like you know now, it's because we're just not tuning in enough to create that bone. It's just like, it's like a muscle, right? We just have to start practicing it. We get to listen. We get to listen to it and tune in because what we're doing right now by distracting and numbing, just simply asking yourself that question too, of how is this working? How is this working? And then we get to explore that new thing, accepting that it's not working for us in this moment. And then now what, what can we do? What can we offer ourselves? How can you love yourself more? Just tuning in. Any question that comes up for you, any answer that you feel, go with, go with it. Just run with it. Try it on. See if it works. See if you like it. See how it feels. And then try it again and again and exploring. This is not taught. You are not taught to tune in. Mm -hmm. We're so busy. We're so busy plugged into everyone else, but it's time to have like so much true connection to yourself because that's where everything lies. The peace, the calmness, the love, the certainty, the safety, even if right now you don't even believe it. Still my belief. Still my belief in this moment and go try it on. Yeah. I love the, the phraseology of go try it on. And I, I think that's so powerful. Just like the practice of it's okay if I don't have an answer. Let me ask a question. Mm-hmm. Let me be non-judgmental in my response or try <laughs> as much as I can to be non-judgmental in my response. Yeah. And two, kind of uh, along your theme of just try it on, give it a go. Something that I tell all of my clients is when we're trying something new, it doesn't have to be written in stone, right? I think that's something that diet culture teaches us. It's like, if you do this one thing, then you have to do it perfectly. You have to do it all the time. You have to do it at this interval, but Hey, mm-hmm. maybe you want to try out, like, do I need to call someone? Do I need a nap? Do I need the pizza? Like you were saying and acknowledging, Hey, you hopefully fingers crossed, have a lot of time left on this planet, right? We have years, we have time to experiment. So if you try one thing and it doesn't scratch the itch as the the old saying goes, (laughs) we can approach it differently next time, right? I think kind of stepping away from that mindset of I have to try it and do it perfectly and it has to work. We got to get away from that. I mean, something that I tell my Mm. clients all the time is I'm here as your coach, as a guide, I don't have all the answers for you, right? I can ask questions. Um, I'm not the expert in your body. So I might offer a a question or offer an idea and it might not stick and that's fine. We can reassess and we can kind of tweak. So I think just offering ourselves permission to be like, what might I need? Maybe I don't know for sure, but I have a thought. Let me try it on. Let me give it a go. I can always come back and reassess and kind of course correct if I need to the next time this comes up. So it's really um, a foolproof method, I would say, (laughs) right? It's like, yes, we get curious, we try it on, we come back and reassess if we need to. So Mm -hmm. I'm hoping anyone who is listening, unless they are driving or maybe walking, um, I'm hoping they're like writing this stuff down. If you're driving, please don't be writing. Or if you're walking, that might be a hazard as well. But I'm hoping they have a, a list either physically or mentally of some of these questions and things that they can ask themselves moving forward to just unpack 
and normalize, most importantly, this conversation of emotional eating. So Kelsey Flanagan, my final question for you. Um, if anyone who is listening, oh, don't worry, you'll answer this with flying colors. It's <laughs> very easy. It's like, where the heck can we find you? Um, so if anyone is listening and they're thinking, I want more of this content, I want to learn more. I love how Kelsey speaks about this. I want to hear more from her. Where can people find you and connect with you and just learn more about this and your work? Yes, I love it. Well, first, thank you so much for having me on today. It's always a joy connecting with you and your community. So, so appreciate that. It's been so fun. And I also want to say that this conversation can feel overwhelming. So <laughs> knowing that wherever you are in in this journey, wherever you're listening to this, knowing that it is okay to just pick one nugget, right? Just to explore that one thing and get curious, get compassionate and tune in, tune in. Your body can handle whatever comes up. So where you can find me is Kelsey on Instagram, Kelsey underscore Flanagan underscore. Come connect with me. Send me a message. Let me know that you listened um, to this episode. If you really want to connect with me, just send me a voice memo because I'm going to send you one back because that's how it goes around here. Um, and then link in my bio for all the things. I have a podcast. You can connect with me there. I have a free eating personality quiz. You can gain awareness on your eating type and uh, habits. And yeah, just come connect with me. I'd love to hear more about you. And I'm just so grateful to be here. Go seek her out. And please, as she says, send her a voice memo. <laughs> when we were kind of going back and forth about this podcast, I think, you would send me one and I sent you one back and just hearing your voice and your enthusiasm was so fun. And I too, I just have to stay on the voice memo train. Anyone who has DM me in the past year, odds are you probably got a voice message back because there's so much fun to send. And I think there's more personality there. So Kelsey, thank you so much again for being here and coming back for round two on the Your mm. podcast. I got to say, I don't even remember the exact topic of our other conversation, but this one might take the cake as my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm actually kind of scared to go back and see <laughs> what that was. You know, I'll, I'll add this in just before we sign off finally. I've kind of gone back and forth with myself because, you know, I mean, you have a podcast yourself when you have been putting out episodes for years, like here on the Yours Truly podcast, we have over a hundred. I kind of, as a form of self-protection and self-care, I don't let myself go back and listen to the early ones because I know that I would want to take them down. I would want to hide, right? Um, but I think it's really powerful to leave that up so ourselves and other people can see, oh, we're all growing and we're all learning and we all evolve. So yeah, I don't know. If you want to go back and listen, feel free. I might just scroll back and see what number it was just to say that I did, but I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So good. But Kelsey, it's been wonderful to connect with you. Thank you for gracing us here on the podcast with your presence your knowledge and your energy, but my friends here on the Yours Truly podcast, that is all that we have for today's episode. So we will sign off Yours Truly, Claire and Kelsey. 
There you have it, my listening friend. That is our show. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 108 here on the Yours Julie podcast with my good friend and colleague, Kelsey Flanagan. If you found anything to be valuable or helpful in this episode, if we taught you something, if we made you laugh, whatever you got out of this episode, I would be so forever grateful if you took a moment to tap those five stars to leave a review, letting Kelsey and I know what you enjoyed, what you learned, anything that you would like to hear more of on the podcast. I am very open to your feedback and like I said, would be forever grateful for it. Plus, the only way that this show can grow and reach the ears of other individuals who might benefit from hearing it is if we hype it up on whatever platform you are listening to us on. So iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are, hype us up. Maybe take a screenshot, put it on your social media feed, tag Kelsey, tag myself and let us know that you tuned in and spent some time with us today. So again, thank you so much for being here. I will be back next Wednesday for another episode of the Yours Truly podcast. But until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and see you next week. Bye.